Hello and welcome to this episode of Understanding Macbeth. My name is Gemma Nemeth and in this podcast we go through some of the key scenes from the play, translating the language, identifying literary techniques and useful quotes and analysing the characters, structure and themes of the play in order to help you prepare for your exams. If you want to access additional episodes and other exclusive content, you can find more information about the full online Macbeth course at www.advanceacademic.co.uk forward slash Macbeth hyphen course. And if you listen until the end of today's episode, you will get a discount code for 20% off. Now let's get started with today's episode. Act 5, Scene 9. Act 5, Scene 9 is the last scene of the play, so anything you examine from a thematic or linguistic point of view can also be analysed in terms of structure. The scene takes place at Malcolm's headquarters. Ross tells Seward that his son has paid a soldier's debt, meaning that he was killed in the battle. Remember that Macbeth killed the young Seward in Scene 7. Seward asks, had he his hurts before? meaning he is asking whether his son's wounds were on the front of his body. So before here doesn't mean before in time, it means on the front of his body. He's asking this because he wants to know if his son died honourably in the middle of a fight, or if he died running away like a coward. He thinks that if his son had wounds in his back, it would mean that someone killed him while he was running away, which would mean it was a dishonourable death, because he wasn't brave enough to face his opponent head on. Ross confirms that young Seward's wounds were on the front of his body, and so Seward seems able to accept the loss of his son more easily. He says, Why then, God's soldier be he? And a few lines on, he says, They say he parted well. So again, the play explores ideas about what it means to die honourably, and Seward is comforted by the fact that his son died with honour. Macduff then enters with Macbeth's head and greets Malcolm by saying, Hail, King, for so thou art. So now the audience get to see Macbeth has been killed and the rightful king is taking the throne. Beheading was the customary punishment for traitors at the time the play was written. In fact, the gates to the Tower of London used to be known as Traitor's Gate because the heads of those who had committed treason were displayed there on spikes. So this would be seen as a fitting and just end for Macbeth. The play ends with a speech from Malcolm which gives the audience some sense of hope that Scotland is now under the rule of a much better king than Macbeth or even Duncan. He starts by saying that, We shall not spend a large expanse of time before we reckon with your several loves and make us even with you. Meaning that very soon he will make sure everyone receives the gratitude and the rewards that they deserve for their loyalty and their bravery. So this is the first way in which Malcolm will be a better king than Macbeth was. Notice that a few lines down, Malcolm uses a metaphor to do with planting when he says, which would be planted newly with the time. This echoes Duncan's use of this metaphor at the beginning of the play when he said, I have begun to plant thee and will labour to make thee full of growing. So this serves as a reminder to the audience of the fact that Malcolm is Duncan's son. He is of the same bloodline and so he is the rightful heir to the throne. He then refers to Macbeth and Lady Macbeth as this dead butcher and his fiend-like queen, giving us the character's final impressions of the Macbeths. The word butcher calls to mind gory images of someone brutally killing animals, and so Shakespeare's use of this word to describe Macbeth highlights his violence. Lady Macbeth is described as being fiend-like, so like a demon, 
And so again, as being aligned with dark supernatural forces like evil spirits and demons. So in terms of structure and character arc, it would be a good idea to compare these quotes to the quotes used to describe the Macbeths in Act 1 to show just how much opinions about them have changed over the course of the play. Malcolm then says that everything that needs to be done, we will perform in measure, time and place. Meaning that he will make sure it is done properly, at the right time and in the right way. So this provides a contrast to Macbeth, who just did what he wanted. He was only interested in his own gain and did whatever was necessary to get what he wanted. Malcolm's last lines invite the nobles to see him officially crowned as king. So at the very end of the play, the audience are left with some sense of hope for a better future now that the rightful king is going to be on the throne. This speech is all about the restoration of order and Christian values after Macbeth's chaotic rule. Thank you for listening to Understanding Macbeth. I hope this was helpful for you in deepening your understanding of the play and getting you ready for your exams. If you want to access additional episodes and other exclusive content, you can find more information about the full online Macbeth course at www.advanceacademic.co.uk forward slash Macbeth hyphen course. And as a podcast listener, you can get 20% off any of the course packages by quoting the code MacbethPod. That's M-A-C-B-E-T-H-P-O-D. You can also reach out to me there about private tuition, revision support, and my practice paper marking service. Until next time, goodbye and happy studying.